All right. Show's about to get started. About to do the introduction. But before we do all that, let's go ahead and get ready. Big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Fangs Up Podcast. Shout out to Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Check them out. Whole lot of good things going on. A lot of fun things going on in the HBCU uh, diaspora. I'm learning that. A lot of good conversation to be had. And, uh, man, I, I, I was catching a little bit of some of that the other day. So before we do all that, though, let's go ahead and let's hit y'all with the introduction. If I can get my mouse to act right. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch. All right. Greetings, salutations, and uh, man, hopefully you're not a Laker fan because uh, I don't think it's going to go too well for y'all tonight. They put on a good fight at the end of that game the other day, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't got a lot of hope in them right now. My team won, though. Miami Heat fan. Um, but all that being stated, y'all, let's go on and get with the get down. Um, man, fam, you got some offers going on, man, and it was nice to be able to kind of see that going out there. But we also have some other things that have been, that came out, I should say that in a better way, not so much of that are going on. But we did have the investing in champions information that came out. And that's information we need. I, I'm just going to put that out there. For those that are interested in buying season tickets, you need to be out there and, if you haven't seen it, they got some various packages up there, different brands for you and whomever you are planning to take to the game with you. And let me see. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Y'all know I'm, I'm not above sharing my screens. I will share data in a minute uh, that they are sponsoring right now. <laughs> but you can see, got a few investing champions brackets here. And like they they actually kind of look, they just updated the website already. And if you haven't noticed, it's a new website. Like the family website's updated, brand spanking new. You can see the upcoming football season and everything like that. And look at that, enroll, renew, mobile tickets, different things that are offered there. And for me, when it comes to the investing in champions, see the big thing I took away. There are eight levels, which is cool. They go from $1,000 to $25,000. You get that 25 stacks to go do that. And that some of that is a response to the cost of doing business. You heard our AD Tiffany Don Sykes say that, that the investing in champions price did go up in some areas because we were upside down in some areas, meaning that we were losing money. And you're, you're trying to do a better job of having a athletic program that is sustainable and able to pay for itself and 
and pay its own bills. I mean, yes, we do want to get out of that area of having to consistently play all these money games and things like that. And part of that is you're going to have to increase costs, but you're also going to have to increase corporate sponsorship. So that that's something that we're going to be able to see coming up and we're going to see that going in. But again, check out that new FAMU website. Uh, if you haven't, today's an act, uh, excellent excuse. I got my FAMU cup. Happy Haitian flag day to all those that are uh, related to or are members of the Haitian community. I'm not a member, but I do got a little Babaco in my cup today. Babaco, sweet tea, and a little bit of uh, strawberry lemonade. That's my drink of choice today to celebrate Haitian flag day. Uh, so, but yeah, the Investing Champions uh, program is out. And one of the things I also like that it included, it included basketball season ticket add-on. The prices was from $150 to $400. And I personally was wanting to, to know, and I asked the question, I haven't heard back from A.D. Sykes, and I understand she's a busy lady. I'm, I'm a small fish in a, big, in a big lake. But can that is that a solo deal? I mean, some people, everybody's not a huge football fan. Granted, football is my thing. I'm a huge football fan. I love football over all sports. I'll watch, I'll watch a lot of football, even teams I'm not interested in. I'll watch them. But when it comes to basketball, not as much. But these prices, the season ticket package ain't bad. We're seeing $150 to $400 for season, pick, season ticket packages. And at the higher level, you know, they got the above the rim lounge. And I, I like that. I don't, I don't know who came up with that because it is catchy because the above the rim lounge, if you've been to a family game within the past, this past season, there was an area behind a little, little, little rope there that was at the top of the arena. And if you haven't been to Lawson Center, it's kind of a bowl. But at the top on the home side, well, not the home side, but what if you are a football fan on the same side as the West side, those are where more of your alumni sat. And that's where you had that area for the fans to be able to sit in. And they had little, you know, hors d'oeuvres, you know, things like that. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm liking that. I, I think that's something we're going to have to continue to advertise and promote. And we have some specific people here to do that. We've seen the addition of different people within the athletic department, we're here to advertise this program, talk about it, and remind individuals that there's some pretty cool things going on because we're seeing the graphics that are happening. We're seeing the way that FAMU's trying to continue to keep you and I engaged as fans. That's not free. We got a hardworking SID, but he can't do it by himself, and he ain't going to do it for free. I, I was just going to be honest with you. Like, it, it, it is what it is there. But you're also seeing at the highest level, the $400 level, you also get a parking pass. I'm, I'm interested in see how that works. Like, are we going to have gated off parking for FAMU basketball? That That's just something that I haven't seen in quite a while. I think when I was in college with the booster tag, if you had a booster tag, you could park in a certain particular area. I don't know if that's something they're bringing back or we're bringing back. But it is a point of interest to be able to see that this is something where at the at the low end, I mean, you think about it, a person that just wants two tickets and a season basketball ticket, it's about 1500 bucks. 
it sounds like, you know, I mean, it's a decent amount of money. $1,500, look, I could use that right now. Somebody want to make a donation. But at the same point, it, it's a good amount of money is, as far as if you can get 100 season ticket holders for basketball to be able to do something like that. I mean, no, 100 people is not going to pack the Lawson Center. But, I mean, I'd be honest at this point, it's about as many people as they were there for some of those games. And the beauty of season tickets is that you get the money either way. I, season tickets work the same way as streaming services. And that's something else that we may want to look at. If the SWAC's not going to carry our games the pro properly, and we are constantly televising a lot of our own games, we have to find a way to monetize the Rattler Network and whatever we put on Facebook, because we do have commercials and things like that. But we have to monetize that in a way that's going to allow the university to, con to continue to generate money. And you don't have a free labor source, but you got a whole school of journalism right there. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to advertise those students should work for free, but I am saying they could ask for senior projects that allow you to be able to potentially give those students some tuition waivers. I give them some different things that'll help offset the crucial costs and the uh, high cost of going to college in the state of Florida. So. Uh, that's just want to make sure we hit those there. Also, FAMU track, man, the regionals. At a, it's going to be on May 24th through the 27th in Jacksonville. And we had two student athletes go, but they're going for four events. So you got a little bang for your buck this year. So if Caldwell, I mean, we're going to go with Caldwell. I'm not going to say the first name and butcher it, but long jump and high jump. He is in those two. And then Williams, T. Williams, 200 meters and 400 meters. So we got two student athletes that are going to the NCAA regionals. We'll see. It's, it's a solid number. And considering where the track program has been to where it is now, you, you can't get too upset about it. You, you really got to give it up and give them their due diligence and give them the credit that they are due that. FAMU tennis looks a whole lot. Tennis, excuse me. FAMU track, it's that letter T, looks a whole lot better than it did last year. And, you know, the tennis team did win the SWAC championship. Again, y'all know I am about that, about them championships. I, I'm thinking the, the program's looking better. And I, I definitely remember, as I told y'all, I was on the show with St. Clair on round one on Hallelujah 95, and we talked to the track coach, and the question was, what's up with these FAMU relays? Are we going to have them? Are we not going to have them? That's something we're looking to bring back. I want it. I think that's a recruiting opportunity and it's something that we're going to see going forward. L boy opens the door. L boy says he's sorry. Everyone forgives you, L boy. You're a kid. <laughs> I'm a parent. Like I'm a real dad in these streets. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that being stated, though, let, let's get ready to jump over to baseball. I'm gonna give y'all like a little blast from the past, a little, little something from the from the baseball game, just to kind of remind y'all like what it looks like when we're winning. That way I can close the door.
All right, sorry about that. Look, the boy marches on his stomach. I'm pretty sure he's checked to see where the pizza's at. Mom's going to get it. It wasn't daddy's day. I, I cooked yesterday. I made spaghetti. He's a chicken man. Chicken, chicken and pizza. He's a kid. I was in celebrating family baseball. That's what I need. I need some of that this week as we go into a series against Alabama State. We're supposed to play today. But the game got canceled. Gonna have a double header tomorrow and then a game on Saturday. But let's let's hope we can get that in. Let's hope the weather cooperates. This is a game where two of the top teams in the Eastern Division of the Southwestern Athletic Conference are gonna be going against each other. And the, the baseball tournament is gonna be next week, 24th through the 28th. So you're starting to see where. It's that end of the season. It's that time where we don't want what happened with softball to happen to the baseball team, where you're kind of having to back into the tournament. You you want to have solidified your spot and comfortably be in that place to be able to make it happen. Uh, I just went to the SWAC standings, and y'all, look, I'm a data person. I'm a, I'm a historian, so I don't mind sharing. But you can see right here where – Make sure I get y'all right. There we go. Sorry. You can start to see where currently AMU is in third place in the division. Looks like we're about fourth place overall. So right now, we're good. But we need to get at least one, maybe two wins out of this just to make sure we stave off however they're going to do it with Texas Southern or whatever. Like You, you got to make sure you get that win. You can't be over here jacking around and jiving around. Like, we ain't got no time for that. You've got to put them away. As my former or my teacher in uh, high school said, this is the time we got to kill a mosquito with an axe. You need some overkill. And this is the time where you lost a series against Cookman. You don't need to lose a series against Alabama State. And if you do, you got to win at least one game. Like, you want to win the series. Preferably sweep them, but we understand. But you need your ace to come out there. Alabama State's the best team in the conference right now. And we're, we're consistently seeing where, even in baseball, the AMU and the best team in the conference, last year it was Southern. They just keep having fights and keep having bouts. And this is a team that should make the conference tournament and not shouldn't just make the tournament, but should go a decent distance in it. Like we should at least go to the second or third round, especially if we're out, if we're out there hitting the way we hit, we can score. Problem is pitching. Now we we give up a plethora of runs. I mean it, it's it's head scratching, like mind rattling. You just over here like, what in the heck is going on sometimes? But we got to get that win, and we need to finish in the top three of our division and of the conference in general just so that you have a comfortable spot so you know for sure you're in there. Pretty sure we're solid, but I like a little bit of insurance if I'm going to gamble. And I'd rather it's not gamble. And we're two games below 500 too. So y'all know, for me, that, that magical 500 number, it means something to me. It, it hit different. And that's something that I think we can get. We, we need to make sure we do it. But we can actually get that.
if we pay attention, actually, I mean, if we're just going to be real about it, you know, like if FAMU is truly focused and we come in there with a decent pitching performance, I think we can do it because the bats are there. Like the, the hits are coming. It's not a problem or an issue that we can't hit. The problem is that pitching lets us down and we end up giving up too many games where we're giving up more than six and seven runs. And that's, that's not, that's not winning baseball. You're giving up seven, eight runs a game. Not a lot of teams that you're going to defeat, not unless you're scoring 15, 20 a day. And we're getting in some games where we're scoring 12 runs, nine, eight, nine runs, and you're still losing. You got to make sure the pitching takes care of it. Cause you got an ace, you got an ace pitcher. But you got to support the ace. You got to support the ace. Bullpen's got to make sure that they're on their game. And I, I'm looking forward to it. But I, I definitely, I have questions. I'm not, not as bad as some of, my, some of my peeps are about this. But I definitely have questions about what we're doing with that and how we're going to get to it. Because otherwise, it's not going to be pretty. So that, that's, that's just going to be a point of contention. I'm just going to be honest with y'all for, for the season, for me. Uh, we only got a few weeks left, but that's going to be a point of contention. Now, FAMU Golf. FAMU Golf, we had a couple players go to the PGA Championship, Patrick Jean-Pierre and Troy Stribling, and they were both spotters, meaning they're pretty much helping the CBS team with, with golf. I mean, that's, that's as much as I can give you. Uh, and they made sure that they checked the order of, of play for the players. I am reading. They also assigned a group of golfers, which will be the group they will follow along. So give credit to the writer from FAMU. Like I, I, I stole that. I definitely did. But again, they're, they're keeping order. And it's a good experience. That's a solid experience. And hopefully that creates a relationship that can continue forward and something that allows FAMU golf and FAMU's athletes to continue to maximize that idea and that effort going forward. So that that's just, you know, some good news. You know, everything's not all everything, but it's some good news out there. Now, basketball, and y'all, y'all know, I know y'all came, y'all don't really come for the football, but we got another commitment. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to ride you. If I, and I'm not praise you. And we were able to get our coach was able to get a recruit. And man, in the words of Lizzo, it's about darn time. I mean, we definitely needed to continue to build that up because we lost a lot. And I'm just going to say it. In these past couple of weeks, Coach McCullough's been on it. Uh, you, you can. You can get mad at him and you can chide him. Recruiting-wise, he's bringing people in. Now, how great they're going to be as basketball players, I can't tell you that. But at least you're bringing bodies to fix the problem. Now, this one is Roderick Coffey, 6'5", 200-pound. He's a guard. Yeah, he averaged 10.6 points per game at Pensacola State. He's a 31% three-point shooter, and his free-throw shooting is 77%. So I'm thinking at the D1 level, that's like a seven, 
six, seven, eight points per game guy, just because you normally see a little drop off. And normally drop off is somewhere between three points to half, right? Of their production is what you'll normally get. Just just from what I've seen. Now, when it comes to coffee, while well, coffee's from Ohio, coffee again, since he played at Pensacola State, he was in Tallahassee ago playing against Tallahassee. He was in Tallahassee once playing against TCC, but then they did play him twice. But I was able to get a little bit of film now. You know, told y'all, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. And one of the things that we're able to see is that this is him in high school. And if you look at the court, this is Florida High. In that shot and able to see, like, he got a little bit of something. Like, got a little motion to him. And I, I do like him a lot as a slasher. I didn't see him doing any thunderous dunks on his video here. And I'm not going to play the whole thing. But what I did see was he was able to cut to the basket. And, again, this is high school talent, so it is what it is. But he was able to get to the basket, get some points. And that's something that he's going to need to be able to do at FAMU, especially because we need buckets. I mean, and you just lost somebody that was a dunker uh, to the transfer portal. And I really think this definitely solidifies that Bates is probably not coming back because you just got a guard, similar height, similar build uh, that is going to perform similarly. I mean, you're not replacing what Bates was giving you as far as that energy and that dunker role. But what you are getting Hi, wifey. My wife just opened the door. I'm telling you, the, the level of disrespect in this house tonight. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna mess with her later tonight. She gonna, she gonna, she gonna catch that. Uh, she know I love her though, but I'm gonna mess with her. Um, the people forgive you, wifey. <laughs> but you can see here, like he don't mind stepping out from three, and that's one of the things I did point out when it came to debates. And yeah, you, you know, you saw the video that he posted. He had a couple three-point shots, but that wasn't his strong suit. He was definitely more of a slasher, more of a dunker. And I'm not going to lie. This is something that we're going to get out of coffee where he can stretch the field, stretch the court, and not only drive the lane, but also get some mid-range shots along with a few threes. I think that bodes better for your big men and allows some of your other guys to get to the basket. But 6'5 guard, again, this is high school film. So when it comes to basketball, y'all already know when it comes to basketball, I like the sport. I know enough to be dangerous, but I'm not an aficionado. I'm not the way I am about football. Football, I can like break down film, do all. When it comes to uh, basketball, not as much. I can, I could, I can call tendencies and I can tell you good, bad shot selection, but not as strong as I am with football. But we're gonna see, man. As I stated, he played against Florida High in high school, so it's probably an opportunity where our coaches got to see him in Tallahassee. He also played against TCC in college. Again, another opportunity where we got to see him go against some local talent. And my, my thing is going to be this, though. As a formal, as a not a former Eagle, but a TCC graduate, I want to see more of those guys coming over to FAM. If they're having that kind of success, I want us to get some of those players. Because if this season is – if this season's butt cheeks, that guy might be – well, th their coach already got it a job. But it is what it is. I'll leave it there. Now, football. Football 
You got the Willie Simmons camps coming up. That is June 10th. And you got three different camps. You got the Be The Rock camp. And that's more so for your offensive linemen. Like, that's traditionally where you see things like down and dirty and those things like that. And you're able to see that. And I'll pull it up. Look, y'all know I ain't got no better sense. But to pull it up. But you have these different camps. And I want y'all to be able to see it. Like, I want you to see it like I see it. I don't want you to think I'm telling you something and you just got to take my word for it. Absolutely not. Come over to the Fabby website and you're able to see here that you have the building champions events, but they're over there telling you about the Willie Simmons camps that we also have. And those camps are going to be the Be the Rock O line camp, O line, D line. And that is going to be more so for your offensive of line, defensive line. And it's $40. So most of the camps are $40. You also have the kicking camp and FAMU special teams. And I apologize for am so much. But FAMU special teams has been really solid. Look at the kickers we've had. Getting drafted, not as much. But they're really consistent kickers. That's just something that you definitely have to give to family special teams. And then you consider what Chili Davis has been able to do as a coach, but also with his experience of going to work in the NFL. That's something that's pretty solid for him. And now we're going to see the other part of this is the Rack Boys 2.07 passing camp, $350 per team there. And that's just it's seven on seven. I mean, I'm not getting excited about that. I already told y'all this Rack Boys 2.0. I'm done with it. I'm Rack Boys, which is I'm just calling it the Rack Boys from now on. I don't need a 2.0 on it. Just y'all, y'all are part of the lineage. You're you're, you're there. The Rack Boys passing camp, 350 per team, and that's not a bad price. I mean, you think about it, seven, seven on seven. Is, you know, you divide that between you and your teammates. It's not too bad of a deal. I could definitely get my calculator here. And this is normally stuff that you're like, huh, I should do this in pre-production. But let's see, 350 divided by seven, $50. That's $50 per person if you got a team of seven. And that's asking a little bit, but it is what it is. Another camp that you have going on going to be on June 16th is the Chenisbury HBCU Mega Camp, but that's going to be at Benedict College. FAMU is going to be there. And there's another Mega Camp that's going to be here in Central Florida. Uh, it's going to be at St. Leo College, but I, I, I want to make sure that information was right before I give that out. But it, it's a lot of camps coming, and one of the ways these student-athletes can get recruited is being at these camps. Be at events where people can see you, because the difference between you getting recruited and not getting recruited is not just the relationship, but it's also the film. And the coaches got to be able to see the film. And they also have to be able to know when they meet you, I know the, I know the type of student I'm getting. I know the type of person I'm getting. And in a time where APR is as important as it is, especially to a school like FAMU, I can't take a lot of students where I'm taking a lot of chances. You got to read between the lines of what AD Sykes stated in the programs that are struggling to meet APR 
are looking at facing some changes. And some of those changes are reduction in the number of students that are offered that kind of grace as far as, hey, we'll let you in on a slightly sliding scale. No, that, that's being stated and it was pointed out in her interview that she did with Vaughn Wilson, that if you're not meeting these qualifications, you just might not make it because our APR is too valuable to be over here putting on the line for a couple athletes. And it only takes a few athletes to ruin it for everybody. But that being stated, we did get some offers out here. And yeah, yeah, I know we got to show y'all a little bit of film. Who who we recruiting? I don't need to be the person that knows this more than you. You should know what I know. Now, this one, Pensacola Catholic, 850 from Pensacola High School, 6'2, 175 pound DB, three star Xavier Thompson. It says 2025. And uh, yeah, he's already got some offers. Offers for, are from Kentucky, Liberty, UMass, and Texas State. And again, he's listed as a defensive back. Uh, he puts himself more as a corner. I put DB. And I'm, I'm just going to say, if he's already got Kentucky as an offer, I mean, your chances of getting him are slim enough. I just, it kind of is what it is. Like, we, we do know traditionally when it comes to University of Kentucky, they do tend to take your corners and DBs that may not be quite as fast, but guys that can play both safety and corner, but that are kind of link, linky and rangy. They do like those tall DBs. And this is a six foot three defensive back. You see, he's got some pretty good recovery speed. Some of that, he's got long legs, but he looks like he's solid in coverage and he's got solid hands. Like, I would just say he's, he's breaking up the ball. He's snapping on it pretty well and looking like he's sound in coverage, keeping good relationship. And you're able to see just as a DB, he looks solid. So this is not a recruit that I would sit up here and on signing day be surprised if we don't get him. Like that, that's, I'm not going to lie to you about that. I probably see him going elsewhere at first, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes elsewhere. That if he decides he doesn't like it, family becomes an option. But we, we do have to make these offers. You can't just say that, well, they're just not going to come to family because they're a three-star athlete. But we do have to be rational in our fandom and understand that when we are recruiting, I compare what University of Kentucky has as far as their football playing facilities, and then I compare it to what FAMU has, it's a complete difference. But I also have to, on the flip side of that, I have to know that this student might choose FAMU. And if he chooses FAMU over those institutions, you got a big recruiting win and you got a local product. And that could be somebody who ends up coming back. I mean, we're seeing in our current recruiting cycle, how many transfers are Florida guys, guys from the Orlando area, guys that are from the Tallahassee area and student athletes that are, no, they didn't choose family in the first on the first trip around, but they came back. We saw Jalen Glaze, Yant. Those are both Tallahassee guys. Our, our recent guy that we just picked up. Let me scroll down here just a bit because I, I don't forgot his name that quick. Um, uh, Oglesby. That's uh, that's baseball. Sorry, but 
our recent addition to the football team, like you're able to see, like we just got a commitment and th these guys are transfers for the most part. So, but we're able to see that and you're looking at him as a DB. It's pretty rangy. He's got solid speed. I like what he looks like as far as man to man coverage. Got to watch those hands a little bit sometimes, but as far as being able to stick with his receivers, He's doing good as far as relationship. The big question, just as a family fan, is are you going to be able to get him? And he's a willing tackler. So are you going to get him on the first round? Answer is, for me, not likely. But you don't want to say no. Like You, you have to recruit him. You've got to be competitive. And in order to get those students on the first round, you either got to update facilities or you have to move on up. So we know what it is, but we are, we're rational fans. Y'all know with me, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you we're going to blow you out. I, as y'all, if those my friends know, I'm a Miami Heat fan. And I'll tell you real quick, I'm surprised we made it this far. But I'm an honest person. I'm an honest fan. And I'm not so fanatical that I can't be rational. Now, the other student we got not far from Tallahassee, about a good hour maybe 45 minute ride, depending on how fast you drive and uh, Bluntstown and Ashton Mosley, 6'3", 195 pound outside linebacker slash tight end slash defensive end 2024 prospect. And I'm not going to lie. This is a guy I can see us getting partially because to me, he's got a little bit of that Isaiah land to him and for better or for worse, however you feel about that, that's a guy that in a college weight room that you can put on 20 to 30 pounds and he's a 215, 220 pound outside linebacker. Again, they, they list him as outside linebacker slash defensive end. Sometimes I saw edge as well, but you're able to see that he's got a good get off. So that's part of why he is listed as a edge rusher in high school. I think in college he moves to linebacker just because of his size. He can run though. Like he can run. And so my question is going to be, how is he in coverage? You do see it in the video here. He's, he's lining up on the line. He's able to get off blocks, but he, he's also playing against, I think they're 1A. Um, they're, they're not huge high level as far as like four or five, a football, but they play good quality football in Bluntstown. But again, it's, I mean, it's rural North Florida, you know, nothing wrong with it, but it, it is what it is. Like we're going to be honest. He is playing a lot of edge, and it's going to be some of that Isaiah Land issue where he played with his hands in the dirt so often that, to me, it did hurt his draft stock. And then when he went to the Senior Bowl, he put on this film that showed that, oh, crap, this guy could play linebacker. He can be a stand-up linebacker, but you only really had one game of that. Whereas here, again, we're seeing where they're, they're really just using on the blitz. He's got good speed. He's aggressive, but is he going to be able to bulk up size-wise and to be able to be a college-level defensive end that can potentially translate to the NFL? Because we're seeing that the NFL defensive end, 225 ain't going to cut it. You need to be touching 240s, 250, like something in that area because otherwise you're getting pushed around. Or you're just really fast. 
but he, he's we're gonna see. Uh, again, I see a lot of him as that defensive end. Looks solid as far as right there, kind of reading that option pass or the option run, excuse me. But again, he, he's doing a lot of blitzing. So as, as, as far as for me, I want to see him in coverage a little more. That's And that's not saying, don't change your game plan for me, but I'm just saying if I'm going to project forward, if he's going to play linebacker, especially even on his film, it's got to show me what you look like in coverage because that's, was the damning thing that hurt some of our other athletes and that's what's going to hurt some of your other athletes but my god he blocked that kick with one hand but that's going to be pretty pretty solid looks like he's out here in coverage right here and actually looks like special teams uh but again that that's going to be the question can he play linebacker and can he play in coverage because he looks like a solid tackler but the other piece is when you're not tackling what does that look like? And I'm hoping for him. Like I, I, yeah, I know I'm a North Florida guy. So when it comes to Monroe and those type teams, I'm always pulling for him. Now we had another student uh, that is Damari Carter, Marina High, Richmond, Virginia, six foot, 176 pound athlete, 2026. His offers are already Boston College, Duke, East Carolina, Virginia Tech to go along with the FAMU offer. Yeah. In the words of Jay-Z, good luck with that, bruh. I don't think we're going to get him. I just, you might, but y'all know I'm rational. I'm not going to sit up here and start telling you we're going to get all these five-star athletes. Well, the trajectory, the track record says that's not likely. It could happen, but it's not likely. A lot of times we're celebrating the those caliber athletes coming to FAMU and visiting. Like Thibodeau, when he came to visit FAMU, it was he visited. He went to Oregon. He balled out. He didn't sign with fam. I'm I'm just gonna say this this kid, Demari Carter. I doubt it. I, I seriously doubt it. Now, one I do have a little more hope in, and I, I tell you, man, I, I saw the, I, I saw the, green and the gold, and it did my heart proud. Uh, Alexander Gale. Lincoln High School, Tallahassee, Florida, 38-38, Trojan Trail. 6'3", 310-pound offensive line, 2024 prospect. He's got offers from Alcorn State, BC Who, Flomo, also known as Florida Memorial for those who aren't from Florida, Mercer, and Valdosta State. I think your top competition right now will be Mercer, um, all those other schools I don't think are offers. And be mindful – the some of his coaches do have family ties. I mean, you do have uh, McCray, who obviously has a Florida State tie, but he also closely affiliated with FAMU. And then you also have, uh, gosh, I forgot what name. FAMU grad twice over. He gonna be mad at me. I forgot his name. Yeoman, <laughs> uh, Brandon Yeoman. One of their um, he does their digital so much for Lincoln High School. Uh, great guy. But this is his film. Offensive line, though, again, see, I saw guard center, and this over the top. I don't know what the heck. Man, they did good on that. Uh, but we're able to see that. And he, give me the little circle thing. Tell me who you is, man. Do better than that. But we're able to see, and this is against Niceville. Niceville is actually, they, they came up pretty good. Uh, former teammate of mine is a coach there. But we're able to see that. The offensive line was getting a little pushback, but they were leaving some gaps as well. So 
but this is a good good level talent. And Niceville was whooping us for a little while. Like they came out of nowhere. Cause Niceville used to not they weren't always this good. Well you can you can be able to see like Lincoln line six three, three ten, and uh, I saw a little bit of getting whipped here, but at the same point, you're able to see a couple of these guys. Mm, mm. I mean, it's it's a decent offer from FAMU. I want him to give me something a little better than that, though. Like as far as film, we'll try your other film, Trojan. But yeah, that that film I saw a lot of Lincoln getting whipped on the line. And again, Knightsville's a good team, though. Like that's not. There we go. Here's some arrows and dots for us. But I'm a visual person. Here we go. So I'll see if I can back that up for you. There we go. So, okay. Interior lineman missed a block, but he looks like he maintained his. He was solid. Okay. There he goes right there. He's driving. Yeah. Yeah. He drove that joker. Yeah. And he finished it with a pancake. That's it. There we go. Give you some arrows, cuz. Okay. See the pushback, pushing him back 20 yards, and the running back gets about a good 15-yard gain. Another one. Thank you for my arrows, my man. He, we're seeing him. He's pretty consistent on his block so far. All right, there he goes. Looks like he's right guard there. And he maintains his block, gets a pancake. Running back runs behind him. I don't know if that's against East Gaston or not. Or Gaston, sorry. Let's see, he told you to wait for it. And yeah, yeah, we're able to see this one shows him in a much better light, and you're able to see effective blocker. Even when the plays don't go well, he makes sure he blocks his guy. And some good push, running back kind of get eight got eight up left side kind of left him hanging. So we're able to see here. I'm thinking that's a good prospect. And if you're familiar with Lincoln, Lincoln produces decent level talent. They just got to be able to, you know, make sure they get there and stick. You got some guys like have some NFL pedigree, NFL history. I mean, you're talking about Kevin Carter, Zach Piller. Uh, I mean, quite a few guys that play in the NFL, Antonio Cromartie, Confronzo Thorpe. Hell, I played with some of those guys when I was in high school. So, I mean, that's just pointing out, though. FAMU's extended some pretty solid offers. And I only did five, you know, because I'm up here. It's 40 minutes already. But we're able to see where FAMU's extended some solid offers, and they're at positions of need. You're able to see that an offensive line was offered. That's always going to be a position of need for most football teams. Unless you just have an amazing recruiting year in which nobody leaves, you're almost always going to have an offensive lineman on the intake. DBs are skill positions. Granted, Fabio has too many safeties, in my opinion. I'm hearing about some different defensive formations we might be running this year. I don't want to divulge that because I don't know if it's factual. Um, not saying I don't know if it's factual. I just don't want to share it. And then we don't do it. And then y'all come yell at me. Or I share it. And then the coaches are like, I should not have shared that. Uh, but we also have outside linebacker slash defensive end. That's telling me this year we're expecting our linebackers to pretty much leave, which it says that. I mean, you look at it. You got Isaiah Major. 
You got our both of our linebackers, our safety that moved down. Like they're both seniors. You're expecting those guys to lead. Then the other position, again, DB. We're expecting a decent exodus, and I think a Kendall Bowler's gone. Like Kendall, Kendall Bowler is a solid DB. Like, like, oof. By the end of the season, that side of the field was on lockdown. Like he, he was not going for the bull jump. And look for him to have a little bit of shimmy in his system this year too. I'm just saying. So we're going to be able to see that. Um, I, I want to see what we do as far as quarterback. That's going to be a, a position of question for me because I don't think it's a need yet. But I do think we get somebody in the transfer portal next year. Again, not trying to jump all the way to that next offseason. But if I'm projecting, you're losing Musa. Musa's a solid dude. And you're depending on Junior to come back and to make sure grades are straight, everything's good, and that he's solid in the offense. I've seen a lot of growth from Junior, though, and hopefully that continues that goes forward. Hey, Miss Williams. So um, I'm looking forward, though, to seeing what we are able to get out of this recruiting class because we're seeing the offers come out, and we're also seeing where FAMU is going to be on the recruiting trail. As I mentioned to y'all, we have the Willie Simmons camps. That's not just so that you can go there and go against good on good. You'd be, you'd be a fool to think those coaches aren't out there scouting and looking. They're going to be at the HBCU Combine. There's going to be one in St. Leo, Florida. Family's going to be there. They're going to be at the HBCU event that's going to be at Columbia, South Carolina at Benedict College. Look for more of that to happen because you are getting a good amount of student athletes to come to one place, spend a little bit of money so that they can be seen by multiple colleges and universities. Some of them are going to get offers. Some of them are not. And especially your juniors, your juniors and seniors should be at that event. That That's an event where we're just looking at the HBCU combine and I can count at least from students that, I, you know, I know five to 10 that walked away this year, started their senior year, and it's like offers. So definitely be out there, go to those events. Uh, we also saw where Bambi basketball, we got a signing, Roderick Coffey, 6'5". He's a guard from Pensacola State College. It's kind of a slasher. I didn't see a lot of dunk in his game. Just from the film he showed, he may have adjusted or changed a little bit, but just from what he posted from the past, he's a little more of a slasher. He got a little step-back game to him. Hopefully, if his mid-range shot is solid, I think that fits Family's basketball system very well. And that lends a little bit to what our success was, not last year. There was no success last year. But the previous season, where we made a decent little tournament run. And then we also saw that we had two of our golfers help with the PGA tournament. Family baseball's got a doubleheader tomorrow and a game on Saturday just because of weather. We're supposed to play a game today. And then track, we got two athletes going to the regionals. And I talked about the investing in champions. You got some levels there. And what I was kind of excited about, I saw some basketball season ticket add-ons. And I'm wondering if those are just the regular basketball season tickets. You got 1,000 to 25,000 for the regular investing in champions. And then the basketball add-on was 150 to 400. And I ain't gonna lie to you. If you sold some season basketball tickets for 150, Maybe $100. And I ain't gonna lie, some people would just buy the tickets and forget. 
even if they don't go to all of them, they'd be like, man, it was $100. I'll spend $100 on something stupid, like the lottery. I'm just saying, putting it out there. Lastly, we do have a new website. So go check out the FAMU website. Uh, they have a website. Uh, things up. Um, we're working on that. It's working for this summer. Um, so that being stated, though, big shout out to HBC Digital Network. This is home. Check out Herb Seward and the Black Techies. If you have not caught Herb in the HBCU Nightly Spaces, check him out, man. Wealth of knowledge. And, uh, man, I got to talk to her. I got an idea, man. I got an idea about this band thing. I think, I think we need to do a show where we talk about these bands. Ain't nobody else doing it. Let's go. Um, so that being stated, though, as always, y'all, thank y'all for listening and watching. And as always, it's going to be things up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor,